Hi, I'm Tim Harrison. I'm the Managing Director of Ionic Rare Earths. Um, we're developing a magnet and heavy rare earth supply chain from our mine uh, project in Uganda um, into a refinery uh, targeting the US and magnet recycling. Tim, good to see you. Welcome to London. In fact, welcome to London. You've been rained on. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. You're um, soaking. Wet as a drowned rat. You're yeah, absolutely soaking. I assure yeah. everyone it's not sweat, it's it's rainwater, it's, right? It's uh, proper wet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the beauty of, of London weather uh, yeah. in, in November. Uh, who puts conferences on in winter? Oh, there's a few people. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to rethink that. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could take over the industry by just putting on summer events. Yeah, but you're not the only ones. Um, there's events in... Uh, Detroit, oh. Frankfurt, oh. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, really getting up the uh, yeah. Well, hey, we're here to talk, talk about Raris and and where you're at. You're obviously at the conference at the moment. It sounds quite busy. Lots more institutional investors there. I'm, I'm hearing as well. Uh, a lot of the groups that we've been talking with for the last eighteen months. So mm. wanting a refresh. Where are we at? Yeah. How are we going? Progressing the the strategy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, it's extremely busy. Good, good, back good, to good, back good. to back to back. And you're, so you're saying it's just refresh for some of the people you've been talking to, updates for existing shareholders. You're not chasing new money. Uh, no. Okay. No, we're, 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 we've got plenty of money in the bank. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of catalysts uh, on the cusp. So. Okay, you got a lot of catalysts on the on the on the cusp, but not a lot of action with regards to share price. It's kind of well, it's not performing at the moment. What's, what's happening? Um, well. <laughs> it's not performing. Uh, well, we're building, right? We're actually getting work done. Um, so the, the challenge is that, you know, feeding that pipeline of news flow requires the work to be done behind the scenes, which we've been doing. Right. Um, so the focus is now around finalising the mining licence application, finalising the scoping study on the refinery, and getting progress uh, delivered in, in Belfast. Right, okay. Let's come on to Belfast in a second, because I, I want to kind of remind people perhaps that coming new... Sorry. Tell people coming into this new a little bit about it and also remind people who are already sort of aware how you'd move things along. Okay, so first of all, it's a big project. We could do. Yeah. yeah it's massive. Right. Like uh, Globally significant. From end to end, it's 20 miles. It's the size of Manhattan. Mm. You know, it is a massive project. Um, so we're looking at a long-life project that's going to have, you know, it's multi-decade. So getting it right up front is imperative. Right. So where, where are you at in terms of actually solving it, how you extract these minerals, <sighs> metals, yep. uh, effectively, efficiently, more importantly, economically? Um, because it's all well and good having it there, but you've got to make money. Yes, so <clears throat> we're working on the mining license application right now. Right. So finalising the economic case to submit to the Uganda government. Um, We've got the team looking at a couple of scenarios, a couple of options to, to reduce operating cost. Mm -hmm. um, so we're working on that right now. Um, we want to get that mining license application in as soon as possible so that we can get that mining license approved in the first quarter of next year. So that we can move then on to a demonstration plant, a proof of concept. Right. Proof of concept. Crikey. I hope it's more than that, in, in the sense that a pr proof of economic concepts. Because that's that, that come back to the question. It's like, I get the applications and the permits and the license. You need those things to move forward. But I'm, what do we know now in terms of the metallurgy, in terms of your ability to extract efficiently? Okay. We've made an assumption that we can stack the ore to three metres. Mm -hmm. um, that's based upon the data that we've been able to, to glean from China. Test work suggests we can go up to six metres. 
Um, I want to demonstrate that at scale because that's something we can fold directly into the project. It's an immediate capital opportunity. So capacity increase from day one. Um, we also want to look at producing larger amounts of product for us to take downstream. The validation of the refinery, the piloting of the refinery, um, providing samples to potential end users. Um, all of that comes from much larger test work at scale to de-risk the project and position it to take it forward. Okay, that makes me kind of nervous, that language of we've taken data from China to make some assumptions here. We've done some test work that suggests we can maybe get to six meters and stuff. So, so where are you at in terms of, and where's the kind of robustness to that component? That's what people will be interested in. Um, we've got an economic case that's <coughs> taking forward, which has got some reasonably conservative assumptions mm -hmm. with opportunity for improvement. We want to validate that improvement so we can fold it into the project going forward. Mm. So it's really upside. Right, okay. But I'm more interested in the science, but yeah. I want to see, you know, the assumptions are just that. And for, you know, having a big, large deposit like that, globally significant deposit like that, it's assumptions need to be proved pretty darn quickly. So what sort of time frame are we looking at until we get, get to those economics? I, I think we work through the, that demonstration plan for, you know, six to nine months through next year. Mm. Um, while we're getting the... Uh, mineral development agreement agreed with the Uganda government mm -hmm. while we're getting ready for final investment decision. Like there is a process that we need to work through to get financing for the project. So mm -hmm. we're going to do this in parallel. Okay. So you're getting stuff done at the moment. You're working towards those things. Um, money, you say you've got stacks of money at the moment. Lovely. How much? What are we looking uh, at? I think 23 million at the end of the okay. last quarter. Oh, see, good. And you're burning through that at what rate? What rate? About a million a month. So, okay, right, fine. When you get to demo plant stage, I mean, what, what sort of scale is that? What's that going to cost you? Yeah, look, it's not hugely capital intensive. I mean, we're digging stuff out of the ground. We're stacking it on a heap. So it's earthworks, it's pads, it's drainage. Um, there's a bit of kit at the back end. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably going to be somewhere between five and $8 million for us right. to do that. Right, okay. But it's sequenced. Right. You can't government worry. What's, what's the kind of, we, we see projects all around the world getting held up because EIA concerns. You've got Lake Victoria down. We've got ours. You've got yours. Fantastic. So that's, that's good news. Yep. So how, that, that, how long did that process take? Uh, that was a nine-month process, 10-month process. Interesting. Right. Because they got they, it. Yeah. That's, well, that's helpful. Um, so you, the, the kind of, the, the Uganda bit, you sound like you've, you know what you're doing there. Yep. Good. You've got Belfast, you've got the technology bit. Yes. Rebranded technology <laughs> bit. What's happening there? Um, so new facility, Titanic Quarter. Yeah. Uh, setting up. Belfast. Titan Belfast. Built the tit but Titanic was built in Belfast. Yes. Harland and Wolf shipyards. There you well, go. Well, we're not far from there. Very good. So right. the Titanic Quarter yeah. in Belfast. New facility. Uh, we kitted it out. Um, wet labs, hydrometallurgical labs, mm -hmm. demonstration plant, pilot plant. It's all there. So we've got equipment now coming in um, and very excited about what's coming in the next few months. Right, so how did you get that? Was that through the Irish Development Agency or something like that? Just hard Tapping work. for business. No, but, but it's, it's set up to, for you, right? It's not, you're not no, gonna we, be- No, we've gone in there, we've spent the money, we're spending you know, a substantial amount of money right. to take the technology out of Queen's University, Belfast, set up our own dedicated facility, yeah. bring in people, bring in, um, adding capability to the team, Right. Um, with a view to accelerating that technology, but also supporting the work we're doing on the refinery. So bring it all in-house because mm. we're at the cutting edge. 
Yeah, you, and, 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 but it's, gonna, it's set up specifically for, for your project. Yeah, your we, project, like, you own that company. facility. Yep. Okay, so talking about icebergs, how do we make sure that this thing doesn't, um, you know, come a cropper? What, what, are, what are the things that is concerning, the red flags that you're sort of dealing with in terms of getting stuff done? People. People. Getting sure, people. Right, so okay. we, we've been able to bring uh, new resources in. Uh, we've added uh, a number of team members over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, since a lot of, in the last two months, we've added a, probably about four people, five people. Right. Um, impressively, in the last two months, I'm now starting to see product. Okay. So we're, what, what, are you, what are you producing? Uh, we're pre- producing a, a series of different rare earth products Lights in that habits. process. Uh, well, yeah, so we're, we're producing magnet rare earths. Right, okay. So this is the, well, that's the, the thing people the, understand. The technology unlock. Yeah, it, it, it is, because the automotive industry needs it, right? That's the, the crime. And wind, and wind, wind turbines, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Okay. What are the other kind of products that you will be trying to create? So from the magnet recycling, we produce all the magnet rare earths, so neodymium, praseodymium, dysprosium, terbium. Right. Um, so we're working on that now. We're producing those products in Belfast. Okay. When we do the refinery, we'll produce all 15 rare earth plus scandium. Okay. Unique. Yeah. No one else playing in this space. Okay. Other than the Chinese. So we're in a, well. in, a, in a very um, unique position where we have a lot of engagement with various groups globally mm-hmm. um, and desperation is probably the, the best word. Yeah. for that product to be placed into their manufacturing. Well, does that change your thinking? So when we first talked, you were you know, way back when we first met, China, we'll sell to China, no problem. Now, different kind of geopolitical env- environment, the Russia-Ukraine situation has changed that. Big emphasis on critical minerals now. The, the list always existed, but no one really kind of paid much attention to it. Does that change where you go and get your money from? Does the money tell you where you can and cannot sell your product? Um, interesting question, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the focus for us now is very much to place this unique basket into a market that can't get it anywhere else. Mm. Well, that's, and that's, that's, nice, and that's, that's why not... we're looking at the refinery in the US. Right. There we go. And is that you've decided to do that? You've, you've said, well, actually, this is looking all a bit uh, murky out there. We're not quite sure where China sits in this. Oh, no, the, the Russia... Chinese want it. I know they want it. I know they want it. You know, they, they are the rarest. Who's going to pay the most for it? Right, there you go. That's the question. And, and, and it comes back to energy, right? Because refining rare earths is energy intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the energy required to make the reagents that mm-hmm. go into the separation of all 15 rare earth elements. Mm-hmm. So energy is important. And we're zeroing in on a location. We'll update the market um, in the near term on where that location shall be. Very good. But I, I think that's the exciting bit here. And it may kind of give you the exposure, which I think, is not, it doesn't feel like it's kind of there. I know you quite, you said, you're, we're kind of getting on and doing stuff and stuff doesn't happen until we kind of get this stuff done. But I, I'm looking for that kind of step change moment where there's a kind of realization where it all kind of comes together. So yep. in your head, that the timing of that is what? Uh, well, refinery, we're aiming on getting that study completed before the end of this year, okay. probably updating the market in the early new year. Um, huge amount of work going on. Right. Like I can't impress upon, this is not a trivial exercise. Hmm. Get it right, measure twice, cut once. Right? Position ourselves with the right location and away we go. 2023 is going to be fantastic. Okay. And when does this, because 
It always takes it longer than anyone thinks, and it's it, it's hard as as mining. It's slightly technical in your case slightly. as well, right? Slightly, <laughs> as in there aren't too many people who know how to do do this outside of China, right? So yeah. it's when you're hiring people, I, I know that's a big deal. Um, is where do we when do we get to the money bit? When does this thing, you know, what are we aiming for? So. I'm a, I'm a bit old school. Yeah. I like money, yeah. right? We all do, right? Matt? But we've got to get there. That's why we're doing it, right? Um, for us to to legitimately look at developing a rare earth supply chain, one doesn't simply build a mine. One doesn't simply build a refinery. There is also metal making. There is alloy making. There is magnet making. We've got to grow. We've got to stimulate that downstream supply chain, and that's a big focus at the moment. Who is going to be part of our partner, our, you know, our, our, our downstream supply chain? Mm. Because we can't just simply say, we're going to do this and we're going to build this and where's the product going to go? If that downstream supply chain doesn't exist ex-China, mm -hmm. where's our product going? China. And that's, I think, I think, I think people need to understand, or need, people need to understand, it's problematic if you've kind of got China somewhere in that supply chain. Um, I, I think there's a, a lack of understanding yeah. that these new supply chains that the world wants to build, yeah. there is a desire to have an ex-China strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And there is no point having a refinery without a dedicated downstream metal making, alloy making Magnet making. So, so there's lots of gaps in that chain at the moment, right? Yep. And, that, and, that, and that, that can be a problem. Well, it's a problem if you don't know that, but it, it, if, you, if you do know it and you can bring that together, it's fantastic. Not too many people, we've seen a, we've seen a kind of big kind of US group come at, come at rare earths in, the, in their own way. There's the energy fuel guys on with the monazite. Yes. Um, and they're kind of, kind of trying to create their kind of critical minerals hub with NEO, I think. Yes. Outside of that, have you are you sort of aware of other groups successfully doing this? Well, successfully, you, I'm trying to look at what the opportunity is. No one's you, making you know, them right now. Right. Okay. Lots of talk, lots of opportunity, but in you know importantly, to make a magnet, you don't just need NDPR. Mm. You need DYTB. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the DYTB coming from? Yeah. Same place. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. That's our opportunity. There is no magnets being produced without DYTV. Okay. So you, so you, you feel you're kind of this whole kind of holistic kind of basket plus the Scandium um, is the USP plus the scale plus the multi-generational, we'll call it, or multi-decade, however you want to look at it. Makutu has the potential to support right. more than one refinery. Right. So whilst the first refinery potentially is going to be in the US, there is no, you know, we... we, we Makuta is a very large beast, right? So, where what type of money is going to come in here? Because again, it's you know we, people sort of know Lioness and they know MP and uh, that's it. You know, I know there are a few other sort of players around, but you know that's what that's people's universe, right? So therefore, yep. financiers haven't got much of a reference point in terms of peer, yep. peer analysis. And Rails has been kind of a little bit erratic in terms of pricing in the, in the past, but right now we're kind of coming to a critical critical lists moment yeah. where it, people are seeing these um, this bifurcation of the market, ex-China and the rest of the world. So I'm just keen, how do you take advantage of that in terms of inserting yourself, building it, and more importantly, financing it? So importantly, um, we're starting to engage, we'll be engaging with end users now for a while. Certain 
number of those end users are starting for the penny to drop. Mm -hmm. Realization of just what a conundrum they're in. Mm. When they look at where those metals are going to come from, where those elements are going to come from, mm. it's a very, very, very short list. Yeah, but that's my that's my point. Is 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 that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, fantastic for us, right? Because that's us, right? No, I, I know that, but again, it's, yeah. it, the, the money needs to understand what it's, the hell it's doing, right? Oh. they've got to feel confident, and, and and you've got to give them that confidence. But there's very little reference point. They're like, "Jeez, man, is this is this risky or is this genius? I don't know." And therefore, what's the cost of that money to you, um, and who's giving it to you? It there's a, there's a massive process that we've been undertaking on education. Right. Um, engaging on several continents yeah. to impress upon um, different end users that this is a finite decision. Like, there is not enough. Simply put, who moves first lives. Right. So you think, right, first mover advantage, um, great. It, it, but it's a kind of conversation I hear a lot, right? Every single commodity, every single metal, every single mineral is like, we're running out of this stuff. And it's all true. Um, but it kind of wears a bit thin after a while. So the on the kind of critical minerals side of things, the fact that you're having to do the education is, is my point, really, right? You've got oh. these bankers, like I was ex-banker, when you guys come in and tell me it's, it's we're all running out of this stuff. Scarcity. Um, you should be. You should be terrified. Plus, you can make a lot of money here. It. it that's kind of. I'm not quite sure if that's. It's, it's a good environment to be working, or because there's a big opportunity, or if it's, man, you spend so many times educating people. Uh, I think everyone is more familiar with the lithium ion battery story. Right. Right. Battery metals. Rare earth just popped up on the radar earlier this year. Yeah. They've gone. What we've got to buy rare earth too. Yeah, is that in the battery or the mic? I know But these are the questions yeah. that we face. Oh, we, does it go into the battery of the magnet I with know. the motor? Yeah. And it's like, well, guys, a very late discussion, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> to be having here, but yeah. that is the reality. Yeah. This thing really kicked off earlier this year. Okay. And we sit down, we have discussions, and they put up on the board, these are the rare earths we need. And I look at the board and they've got. NDP, neodymium and dysprosium. Um, there's no understanding of the requirement for praseodymium and the ability that praseodymium plays in uh, substituting out neodymium. Yeah. No understanding of the requirement for terbium. Yeah. Um, it is very early doors. And yeah. so that whole process of engagement, saying this is our basket, this is what we can do, and then work through that process of saying, right, well, how many EVs do you actually want to make? Yeah. And what can we do? Yeah. And uh, how much you want to pay for it? Well, no, but, and, and, and just on the money, because the, the money's going to make the, the world go around on, on this, right? Where you've got people who do offtake agreements, lovely, or metal traders will buy it off you. That's old school stuff, right? Yep. What we've also seen a lot of, and people who've invested in lithium will, will, will know this, and even cobalt to a degree, is that you've kind of got batching manufacturers and OEMs kind of moving further upstream to kind of capture an, an surety over their supply chain from 2025 and, and, and further. The types of conversation, in terms of money, the types of conversations that you're having, do they include industry or is it just the, the you know, institutionals? Very much industry. Right, okay, interesting. So interesting. last week we we're in Detroit. Hmm. Um, we're sitting down, we're, we're talking, we're hearing from the leaders of, of, of Ford, of GM, Stellantis, all of them identifying their requirement yeah. and what they want to do. The investment in electrification yeah. of automotive yeah. is massive. Um, 
That is committed capital. We saw the DOE deploy $2.8 billion in the lithium ion battery space. It's not rare earths. Yeah. Rare earths is coming. Yeah. And it's going to be a, a significant investment because it's not just the mining, the refining, it's the metal making, it's the alloy making, it's the magnet making mm. to make a fully insulated supply chain ex China. Yeah. That's it, is, it is massive. And I don't think, you know, certainly from Australia is a long way away from the US. The understanding of what is happening there, the level of capital deployment is unbelievable. It is on. No, I know the train's definitely left the station, oh, yeah. right? Hundreds yep. of billions of dollars invested by yep. the car manufacturers, let alone the battery, like the battery guys. So we, this will be what we're going to create so, and we need to fill that. There's lots yeah. that needs to go into Jim that Farley, bucket. Jim right? Farley, CEO Ford, last week said, uh, last 60 years have been very boring. If, if um, <laughs> where the transition is happening right now within those EV companies, there is a pivot, mm. a massive pivot going on in automotive manufacturing, which cannot be, um, yeah, it, it's very hard to communicate exactly how big this is going to be, but it is massively transformational. Okay. Look, I like the fact that, you, you know, it's a kind of boring period, isn't it? It's a very yeah. boring period. I, I'm doing stuff. I got the message. We're getting stuff done yep. now to set ourselves up because my question is about when does the step change come? When does that step change come to the share price? When does step change come in terms of your ability to uh, insert yourself into this new supply chain that we're talking about? So not, sounds like 2023 is... 2023 is another... Yeah. It, Rome wasn't built in a day. What are we doing? We're building Rome. We're building a completely new supply chain on rare earths. China's been at it for over 50 years. Mm. You know, we're not simply going to build a mine and then wake up tomorrow and say, we're going to build a refinery. We've got to build the human capital mm. to build the metal making, the alloy making, the magnet making. We've got to seed that. This is where we're at right now. We're trying to grow this because there is no point in us building a mine or a refinery without having the destination for the product to go into that market. Good luck, mate. Thanks, so, Matt. Sounds like it's going well. So yeah, appreciate you coming in today and talking Is about it. Yeah. You dried out as well. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> go back out in the rain now. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. Okay. Thanks, Cheers. Matt.